Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. writers, 100 short short stories, 100 interviews, 1 million readers. The Judge by Our Word 2020 project has launched. Where will you be in 2020? Details at www.judgedbyourwords.com. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. What do smart people do? They protect their families. They plan for their retirement. They cover themselves in case of illness or injury. They don't take stupid chances with their lives. Get covered today. Visit www.livingbenefitsinsurancequote.com. That's www.livingbenefitsinsurancequote.com. So you're thinking about starting your own business? Great. Are you a little confused as to whether you should operate as an LLC or under an assumed name? Let us help. Consult one of our tax advisors today at a28taxconsulting.com. That's a28taxconsulting.com. Well, hello, Chicago. Good morning, Chicago. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, world. Welcome to CBBN Business Journal on the Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, executive producer, and your host for this segment. We're claiming a new phrase and a new hashtag starting right now, Black History Century, celebrating our achievements from around the world from the beginning of the beginning throughout this century. That's what I'm doing. Very specifically for the descendants of the African in America, and we are rewriting ourselves back into the history books. We have so much history and legacy that a month just will not do us any kind of justice. Black History Month is all good, but I'm claiming Black History Century and hope that you will join us in this celebration. You'll hear more from us on that. And what a great way to start. With us today is author, it's the author of Black Heroes of Fire, the history of the first African-American fire company in Chicago, Fire Engine Company 21, Mr. DeKalb Walcott. Now, isn't that a great way to start Black History Century? But before we start, we want to do a few announcements for you. The 2020 Judge by Our Words project has launched. This is a call for writers, authors, and bloggers to enter our writing competition by visiting www.judgedbyourwords.com and submit a short, short story for publication for an upcoming book. It's going to be a collaboration. A short, short story is a 200-word story, okay? And we're inviting, uh, we're going to have 100 authors in this particular project, 
And uh, with this story, each of them is going to have a page and an image or their logo and a brief description of who they are. So this is a great PR project for you if you're working on something. You do not have to be a published author to be a part of this project. So if you are a writer and you want some good PR, this is the place where you should be in 2020. Visit www.judgedbyourwords.com, okay? Also, all of you know who have, who have been listening to us over the years um, that all of our shows have from the very be- beginning been dedicated to keeping the memory of Harold Washington on the minds and in the hearts of our people. How do you remember Harold Washington? With us today is retired Battalion Chief DeKalb E. Walcott, Jr., who served 31 years as a Chicago firefighter, starting his career in November of 1978. He has received numerous awards for his community service and contributions to fire prevention and public education, including the role that he played in helping to establish Chicago's smoke detector and carbon monoxide ordinances in the mid-'80s. And I remember back then where there were some horrible, horrible things happening uh, before those uh, ordinances were put into place. So we're very grateful for that. He's the author of Black Heroes of Fire, the History of the First African-American Fire Company in Chicago, Fire Engine Company 21. Let's welcome DeKal Walcott to CBBN Business Journals. Good morning. Good morning. And we're glad to have you here. Now, before we start, we want you to tell our audience a little bit about DeKal Walcott before he was a firefighter. So give us a little history. Um, a little history. Um, I'm a Chicago uh, I grew up in Chicago, um, lived in uh, South Shore uh, community when I was in high school, of course, uh, West Englewood, I'm sorry, East Englewood uh, growing up. Um, I attended South Shore High School, uh, participated in the military, uh, United States Air Force, um, I've done a number of different things, held various jobs uh, prior to becoming a firefighter. Um student uh, of education for the most part still don't have a degree um, basically those things those um I've worked and served in my community uh, I was a black club president at twenty one years old on the eighty two hundred south cornell block um, so I've always had a interest in politics a background in college political science pre law um and so I just made it uh, practical in my life where uh, my family, grandparents participated in uh, um, uh, the political structure from uh, a lot of our folks couldn't vote at one time. So they were adamant about serving, participating, and served as election judge. Um, just a number of different things, that, you know, to try to help you know, maintain what we have our have in our community, and so uh, my interest has been narrowed down to the fire service over the last forty years or so. Okay, all right. Now, at what age did you become a firefighter? Uh, I, I came on right after my twenty fourth birthday. 
born in October. I started November 16, 1978. So I virtually grew up on the fire department. And, and I tell people yes, that. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, you did. And uh, why don't we call them firemen anymore? Or do we still call them that? I see the reference firefighter a lot now. Uh, why is the reference kind of changed? Or do we just use those interchangeably? Uh, I stand corrected myself. Uh, I use the term um, loosely. Uh, I'm reminded that there are females on the department now. Um, but primarily, um, that was what uh, firemen were, that, firefighters, uh-huh. not firemen. Mm-hmm. Firemen is a person that uh, shovels coal or wood into a boiler on a train. And believe it or not, a lot of oh. blacks participated in that. People don't know that uh, blacks that served on the train were not only porters, they were firemen as well. That's news to me, too. So that's a little black history there right there. I had never, have never heard that before, had never had that conversation before. But that's why we're here. We're here to learn, okay? Now, uh, what year did you uh, publish the book, and what led to the uh, writing and publication of this book? I published the book um, February of uh, 2019. I started work, um, go back to 1980 when after a fire strike, and I interfaced with a lot of uh, older uh, firemen, and I kept hearing these stories about uh, uh, this black fire company, Engine 21, that invented the fire pole. Uh, some of their other acknowledgments were the fact that usually Engine 21 was dispersed in at fires. And throughout the uh, late 1800s, the same fire company led Chicago in fires as well as uh, work time. And so with those uh, outstanding accomplishments, um, I knew then that I wanted to tell the story later on. A lot of what was told to me was word of mouth. Nothing was written down. So at that time, I started researching the history of blacks on the fire department. And so I was able to uh, um, collect a lot of information, a lot of data, and I had to put some content to the facts. And the facts were that um, Chicago started out with maybe about 800 blacks. And that was uh, up until 1860 or so. Eight or 900 blacks were identified as living in Chicago. After that, of course, and after the Civil War, those numbers increased. Uh, you're looking at uh, 1870 with about 4,000 blacks in and around Chicago area. Um, so we've been here uh, the whole time. Um, and, of course, we know that the founder of Chicago, the uh, first black businessman here and, and citizen, um, Jean Baptiste Point Du Sable, who was black as well, he deserves to be acknowledged. Absolutely, absolutely. So, when you were doing your research, were you able to find a lot of uh, material? Um, no, that was a that was a difficult search. I found most of my success was came out of newspaper articles. Um, our history, blacks' history in the United States has been obscured for a long time, and a lot of this stuff is not documented, and a lot of it uh, uh, is, is, is not available, so to speak. 
um, as an example, I took the opportunity to go to the fire department shop some years ago because uh, old journals were kept there. And none of the books for Engine 21 journals that were turned in were available. So somebody probably has them, you know, at their house. But most of my information I got from the Chicago Defender as well as the old Chicago Daily Tribune. And then there were some other articles, uh, newspapers, I'm sorry, that were available at that time. But in order to get this information, you have to turn a lot of pages. So I had to be diligent in that. When and and it, you know I would spend hours turning pages until I found those subjects that were interesting to me that applied uh, in reference to Engine 21. Some of what I found, and more than one case, was um, stories that were written about Engine 21's bravery. Um, some of the, uh, as an example, uh, one day it, it was written that a a uh, cart, um, an out-of-control uh, cart with a horse and a child in it went past Engine 21's quarters. And one of the members noticed it, jumped in the wagon, saved the horse and the child that was in the wagon. So many of these stories is what has made the Chicago Fire Department and fire departments across the nation um, what they are today uh, in reference to uh, diligence and courage and discipline um, in the face of danger. And so in, in many regards, these men who didn't go home, who lived in the firehouse, performed these as daily tasks. I'm sure that there were um, a number of uh, things that transpired, uh, rescues, uh, just as uh, the one that I use as an example, where no members' names were listed. Uh, they may have given the company credit, but they didn't tell the whole story. So that's unfortunate. And thank goodness for the uh, the black newspapers of those times. If you, and I've, I've gone back and looked up some things, and it's just very, very interesting to go back and see what you can find. They are so historical. What will we do without them? That's that's uh, that's just wonderful. Today's guest is author of Black Heroes of Fire, the history of the first African-American fire company in Chicago, Fire Engine Company 21, Mr. DeKal Walcott. You'll find his book on Amazon at Barnes & Noble, and with more information, and there's more information at www.blackheroesoffire.com. That's blackheroesoffire.com. I'm Sonya Cassandra Purdue, your host for this segment. To sponsor a show or to be a guest, call me at 773-609-2226, 773-609-2226. Also, if you're in Chicago, you can pick up a copy of Black Heroes of Fire at Absolutely Anything Essential, located at 3521 South King Drive in Bronzeville. Stop by Absolutely Anything Essential today, located at 3521 South King Drive in Chicago. And, Mr. Walcott, I meant to pick up that book on Thursday. I was over there on Thursday and walked out and forgot my book. But I'm, I'll be back over there next week. Tell me this. Um, when was uh, Fire Company, Fire Engine Company 21 established? Tell us a little bit more about it. Um, good question. Uh, Engine Company 21 was established December 21, 1872. 
the first location was Ninth um, and Eldridge Court. Eldridge Court is between State Street and Wabash Avenue under what is the L tracks today. Um, they took up a boat in a rented facility because uh, at that time uh, the Great Chicago Fire just occurred and much of what was uh, north of Ninth Street area was burned out. So as a result, um, uh, Mayor Joseph Medill uh, was the mayor at that time who was an abolitionist, a lawyer, and executive for the Chicago Tribune newspaper, friends with President Lincoln, as well as mayor of Chicago after the Great Fire. Him being a reformist mayor established Engine 21 through an executive order, um, even though it was a reconstruction period uh, in America, reconstruction was set up to uh, allow blacks to become a part of the mainstream of society, not only in Chicago, but across the nation. The fire service historically has been um, has locked blacks out of the fire service. An example of that would be 1818 Philadelphia, where the African Firemen's Association attempted to create their own, establish their own volunteer fire group, but would, was discouraged from doing so by um, other volunteer fire departments, uh, um, fire companies in Philadelphia. That, and it was done through uh, intimidation, um, bombings, fires, work stoppage, those types of things until the African Firemen's Association finally just gave up the idea. Uh, the irony in all of this is uh, 1818 New York, um, there was um, – lady by a slave by the name of Molly Williams. Molly Williams was considered to be the first female firefighter because of her heroic efforts uh, during a snowstorm in New York. So I compare those two only because there's a definite irony there where a black slave is accepted because she cleans up in the firehouse and cooks. And because everyone was sick, she took it upon herself to go out with that fire company, responded to a a fire and helped out. Um, at the same time, blacks could not serve. And it was discouraged in the North. In the South, the, just the complete opposite occurred. Uh, Macon, Charleston, Savannah, New Orleans, uh, um, blacks, slaves, as well as freedmen served. Uh, there's records that attest to that. 1817, New Orleans, 1820, um, Charleston, South Carolina. Um, many of these places had half of the population in those areas were divided uh, between black slaves and freedmen, and the other 50 percent were primarily, primarily white. So the South needed the manpower. The in the North, uh, not so much, and was discouraged uh, from serving. But the fire service is a vanguard of the police department, EMS. Uh, firefighters are the vanguards to our society, and without that, uh, there are local militia groups. Without those groups serving, um, you know, we, we we have no defense against fires, floods, and so on. Um, I do want to ask you. Uh, because I don't want, because of your years and years and years of experience, I, I do want to ask you before you leave, and we'll, and we'll go back to the history in a, in a minute. Um, 
what do you say, what will make the difference in increasing the number of African-American firefighters? What do you say to some, uh, I guess they start, well, little, little boys mostly start thinking about being firefighters. They still do as little boys, you know, it's still thought of as a man's job, although I know women are, you know, part of it as well and are captains and, you know, that type of thing. Um, what do you say to a young person who's interested in becoming a firefighter? I tell people um, the fire service is a lifestyle. Um, it's not a, you know, police department, uh, EMS, same pretense. You know, these are the lifestyles that we live. Um, you know, it, you, you have to show a dedication towards the service. So um, in, in many regards, you have to, you know, maintain a, a physical fitness because there's a lot of heavy lifting, um, you know, um, things like that. Um, you have to get your education, um, but you have to be committed to this cause. Um, many people are, prior to coming on the fire department here in Chicago and, out, and other and other uh, places, um, programs are being set up presently to um, um, encourage young people to become firemen by uh, learning first aid and becoming EMTs. Many of our firefighters that serve today are emergency medical technicians. So the fire department, uh, I tell people, believe it or not, is a science. Uh, fire behavior, uh, you're raising ladders, using ropes. Um, there are just so many different subject areas, uh, holes. Um, and so, you know, in order for an individual to uh, have an interest in the fire service, they have to study the fire department, just like if they wanted to go to work for someone, they had to study what they do, and they have to have an interest in it. Um, so, you know, I tell young people, you have to work hard. You have to be dedicated to this. And so, you, you know, you give away a lot of your free time, um, and it has to become more or less a hobby. Um, and I encourage them to talk to others that are in the field today to uh, find out what the current events are. Um, how do you go about becoming a firefighter? And so it's, it's very time consuming for the most part, but it's, very much so worthwhile. Um, the results are, are very much so worthwhile. Um, these are middle-class wages. Um, um, the benefits are excellent. Uh, you work one day, you're off two. And, and that's what part of what molds, um, 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 you know, the type of services that we perform. You know, um, so I, I encouraged, uh, you know, anyone that's interested in the fire department to get their education. And, um, of course, we need more intellectuals in the fire service as well. Get your education, seek out the fire department, and, you know, continue to move forward in that direction. Wonderful. Um, I want to... Talk a little bit more. Let me ask you, just as, like, uh, I know, I don't know if they still do. They used to have the Office of Friendly programs where the police would go into the schools. Do they have a similar program for the firefighters here in Chicago where they go into the schools? Certainly. We, um, the Chicago Fire Department has a public education program in which I served uh, 
uh, back in the mid eighties, um, um, that public education program is more or less an outreach. Um, not only that, uh, the city of Chicago has, uh, a police and fire cadet program that they operate through, um, high school, uh, various high school programs, um, and various high schools in and around Chicago. And so these young people are putting in time, um, at the, uh, with, with the police department as well as um, time with the fire department and and learning what the fire service is all about. So those are both are excellent programs for information and insight. Wonderful, wonderful. Because I don't have children in school, I don't know if they're doing what they're doing in there. Um, let me ask. Let's go back a little bit uh, and talk about a little bit of history. Now, there were some inventions that you mentioned in your book. Can you share some of that with us? Oh, absolutely. Um, Engine 21, because of their aggressive behavior, um, Engine 21 came on during a time when most whites questioned their abilities. As an example, 1885, Curry and Ives recreated uh, these caricature images of so-called blacks, black people, and um, they, those images, 50 different images were postcard-like um, photographs. They were hand-sketched. At the same time, um, it led into blackface as well as uh, it was just totally a false image of who black people were, not just the firemen but the public in general. And they were, you know, the white public who depended on that for insight was given bad information. Um, but Curry and Ives, these caricatures, photo-like caricatures, are still bought and sold on the market today. Um, but in light of that, um, blacks have served um, 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 within the fire department, particularly here since 1872, and was was the first black organized fire company company in the nation. I think you said they were they were the first organized paid. That's correct. Paid. Uh, that's okay. correct. Um, there there were a handful of other fire companies uh, in places like Indianapolis. Uh, there's a record that shows black firemen there in 1776. About 1778, we can go to D.C. and it was stated that they had black servant on various companies there. Um, part of what has kept our numbers down has been those carrier and eyes images of blacks as uh, misfits and bumbling idiots, which is totally incorrect. Uh, Engine 21 was responsible for the invention of firehouse slime pole. Um, that came about as a result of um, location of 1213 South Plymouth Court, which was their second location once they moved from 9th and Eldridge Court. Uh, there was a three-story building uh, with a hayloft uh, on the third floor. There was a diagonal pole that led from the third floor hayloft to the main floor, and there were pulleys involved in with, involved with this as well as uh, ropes. So they would hoist the hay up to the third floor for the horses, horses of course, and so there were members working uh, in the hayloft, and there were members working on the main floor, which were hoisting that the, the hay up to the third floor. 
Well, a fellow by the name of George Reed, an alarm came in, and George Reed slid the diagonal pole down to the main floor. He was able to hook up the horses by the time the other members who took the stairs arrived on the main floor. They wanted to know how he got down so fast. He said, I slid the pole. Captain David Kenyon, who was a foreman of Engine 21, as well as a, a Civil War veteran, and it was stated that he manned a black fire company at that time. I'm sorry, a black fire company, um, a black um, uh, uh, fighting group during the Civil War. And he was encouraged by Mayor Medill to man this first company. Um, this gentleman uh, took the idea to the next level and asked a Chief Brennan on the chief officer in the fire department at that time, approximately 1876, 1877, asked his permission to cut a hole in the floor and attach a wooden pole. And he, he had made mention that it increased the member's response time. Well, this Chief Brennan told him that the idea didn't work, that he would have to close the hole up with his own money. At the same time, um, Captain Kenyon and the members of Engine 21 utilized that, and inasmuch as they sh they've not been really given credit um, for their national device that went national, um, many people assume that the fire pole came out of Boston. Now, I may mention that 1877, this idea came about, and Engine 21 not only was first in at many fires, but again, I reiterate, they led Chicago in the number of fires that they worked, their work time and overall runs. They led Chicago in three different areas, which was fantastic. And so they had to prove to Chicago and the world that they were worthy of being firemen. And so um, because of this, um, they were able to achieve these great things. Well, this fire pole, um, and by... Uh, April of 1878, the annual report stated that fire poles were being installed in um, firehouses throughout the city because it, in fact, did increase the members' response time. Um, so um, what we live by today is, you know, everybody wants to be first in. Everybody wants to put, you know, uh, be the first to put water on the fire. And that's a part of our spirit decor. And, and saving and salvaging um, folks' property. So that pole went national. Um, everybody used it. Um, since that point in time, though, wood went out very early, uh, very early. They only used wood for about three years. So, you know, my contention is the concept of the wooden fire pole or the sliding pole came out of Chicago, by 1880, Boston had created the brass pole. So as a result, they didn't have problems with splinters and maintenance on a, on that pole. So that was definitely a good thing. But um, folks' misconception is that the original pole came out of Boston. It came out of Chicago, and it was wooden. Okay. All right. This is certain, certainly uh, a history that... I've never heard mentioned before or uh, haven't heard it in discussion before. And, uh, Mr. Walcott, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Um, once again, I want to uh, let you know you can pick up his book at blackheroesoffire.com or it's also on Amazon 
or uh, you can pick it up at Barnes and Noble, and of course, at absolutely anything essential and thirty uh, fifth in Bronzeville. Um, Mr. Walcott, did you have some final words for us? Um, yes, um, and thank you for the opportunity. Um, uh, I thank you for um, having me as your guest today. First of all, um, second, um, I have the book was uh, so successful. Black Heroes of Fire, um, Engine Company 21, is the only book of its nature in the whole nation. No other city or fire department has represented their black firemen as we have here in Chicago. But, of course, I've encouraged mm-hmm. others to do I've encouraged others to do so, and as a result, um, all of that is in the, in, in the mix of transpiring right now. You know, I have goals for, uh, uh, I'd like to see Black Heroes of Fire, a second book. Uh, I'd like to see a play, and I'm very much so interested in a movie to tell our story. Now, the mission of uh, Black Heroes of Fire is and has been is to stimulate community interest in the history of black firefighters, but at the same time, hopefully interest young people in becoming firefighters in the future. And so... I hope I've been able to accomplish that. I think you will. And again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on today. Thank you so much. You've been listening to CBBN Business Journal. My name is Sonia Cassandra Perdue, the founder of Chicago's Black Business Radio Network and Chicago's Black Business Network. Please visit both of our websites. If you'd like to be a part of our project, which, you know, Join us on the show. Call me at 773-609-2226. That's 773-609-2226. Or visit us at Chicago's Black Business Radio Network.com. Enjoy your day, and we'll see you next time on CBBM Business Journal. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.